Greetings, Detective. Welcome to the Murder Mystery Company and our new free service, Calm Mystery. We know that many of you need that calm and centered moment, but meditation isn't necessarily your thing. If you're a mystery lover, a crime fan, and could use a break, you've come to the right place. It sure is a suspenseful world out there, but I have good news for you. In this world, the only suspense will come from the world's best writers. For the next few minutes, we're going to close the door on the outside world. First, find a comfortable chair, sofa, or bed. Take a moment to just relax into that spot. Let your body sink in, slowly releasing the day's tension. Just relax. You've earned this time. You need this time for you. Your body will thank you. Now let's take a moment to clear your mind. I want you to focus on two things. My voice and your breathing. Take a deep breath in through your nose. Let it out slowly through your mouth. Now the same thing, but let's breathe on my count. Three counts in and four counts out. Breathe in. One, two, three. Now out. One, two, three, four. As we do this, you're going to slowly relax more and be perfectly ready for tonight's dastardly tale. Now again, breathe in. One, two, three. Now out. One, two, three, four. One more time, breathing out the last bit of stress. Breathe in, one, two, three. Now out, one, two, three, four. Excellent. Tonight's tale of mystery, intrigue, and murder is truly spine-tingling. Calm Mystery Bloodlines by Dennis Palumbo Read by Perry F. Bruns How hard it had been watching her mother die, but harder still hearing her last words, because in those final moments, Roberta's world turned upside down. Thomas, Father Hobart, he was her real father. Her mother and Hobart had had an affair many years before. He was a new priest, torn by desires he couldn't control. She, a dangerous man's lonely young wife. When her mother had become pregnant, they knew they had to end their relationship. Never suspecting, the old Don thought the baby was his. A miracle from God. A child in his advancing years. Even now, six months after laying her mother to rest... Roberta could feel the pain that had engulfed her. All those years, the 
priest is a kind of uncle, a refuge. Nothing but a lie. How could he have denied her like that? Let her grow up believing she was the daughter of that man, that monster. After the funeral, she'd confronted Hobart, lashed out at him. No matter how he begged, how much he castigated himself for his weakness, she wouldn't forgive him. He was weeping piteously as she slammed the door on her way out. It wasn't until she'd returned to school in France the following week that she learned of his failed suicide attempt. The gun in his trembling hand, the bullet he'd tried to put in his brain. Of course, the diocese had no choice but to remove him from the parish. On the advice of his superiors, he was sent on retreat to a monastery overseas. Leaving Roberta with two fathers, she thought bitterly, and yet with none. It was then that something darkened within her, that her soul turned. Her pain cauterized into rage, and into, then, a desire for revenge. When she'd catch sight of herself in the mirror, it was only her eyes she'd see, and how they'd hardened into marble chips. Soon she found herself unable to look into mirrors, as a plan began to grow, like a cancer in her mind. At the end of the semester, she took a plane back to the States. There was a man she had to see. His name was Alphonse Tonelli, but in certain circles he was known as the Hammer, the old Don's most trusted lieutenant, fanatic in his loyalty, familiar to her since she was a little girl. Standing with the other large and dangerous men who attended the old man, yet standing apart, Huge and silent, with hooded eyes, he'd occupy a quiet corner of the kitchen or the dining room, slowly sipping a beer, listening, watching. Roberta was terrified of him, especially when he smiled at her. Hey, little girl, he'd say in that flat, grave voice before bowing to the old man and heading out the side door. Often, the next day, the news would arrive that another enemy of her father's had been found dead, brutally bludgeoned with a claw hammer. It was strange to see him now, years later, older, coarser, as though time had thickened him and weathered him like any other monument from the past. The hooded eyes, blinking in the afternoon sun, regarded her warily. Roberta sat opposite him on the screened-in porch of his old tract house in New Jersey, the pungent aroma of cooking wafted in from the kitchen. She argued her case before him, tearfully beseeching him. She wanted to reconcile with her father, she explained. While there was still time, the prodigal daughter returning. You're the only one who knows where he is, she went on. You've got to tell me, please, so I can go to him. Tonelli cared nothing for the girl, of course. His loyalty, his devotion, was to the old man. Years of faithful service bathed in blood, yet those glory days were all gone now. Things had changed so much. There was no place anymore for the likes of him, for the hammer. He shifted uneasily in his chair. No, he cared nothing for her. But think of the old man's joy, his happiness at the girl's return. How his last days might be brightened. Tonelli could not deny him this. He told her where the old man was. Then she was standing, dusted by the journey, 
faded like a drying leaf at the old man's door. His eyes shone. Mother of God, could it be? The prodigal returned, but she seemed crushed, bruised, so young and beautiful yet so sad. When she spoke, her words came out slowly, haltingly, like a code he couldn't break. The old man sat across from her in the evenings at the dining table, the fetid jungle air thick as a blanket about the great house. Why was she so guarded, afraid? Then one night, not so long after her arrival, she told him about Hobart the priest. Not that he'd had an affair with her mother, nor that he'd been her actual biological father. No. She told the old man that the priest had done something else. Something far, far worse. And the old man's eyes had turned to marble chips, points hard and deep in his wrinkled face. Ironic, she thought, recognizing what she saw there. Not his flesh, not his blood. And yet how like him I am. Thank you, detectives, for listening to tonight's Calm Mystery by the Murder Mystery Company. I'm Perry F. Bruns. Would you like to show somebody you care? Is there a mystery fan in your life? Couldn't they use a quiet moment and a great story? I'm doing personal stories of 20 minutes or less. Something personal like this can make a friend or family member feel truly loved in an otherwise dark time. They're only $49, and you can email me at calmmystery, that's C-A-L-M mystery, at gmail.com. In the meantime, stay tuned for more tales to tingle and terrify while giving you a needed break from the outside world. <laughs>